The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to those of you that are joining us live. Hit us up in the chat. Let us know you're here. If you're catching the recording afterwards, fantastic. Throw a comment down there and and uh, let us know that uh, you're watching. While you're doing that, though, you know, hit the thumbs up, bump the the subscribe button, and uh, kick with the back of your foot the little bell so that you'll get reminders of when we go live. Not the front of your foot, the back. It's like a heel kick. You, you make it sound like subscribe Tom Doe or some sort of. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. You know, I'm excited, Daryl, because we have some awesome SharePoint news to share today in today's episode. We have uh, new private drafts for mm. pages and news. We have the uh, new site templates that are going to be available for us in SharePoint. And then kind of related, it is really, um, Microsoft List commenting in Teams, which is SharePoint technology in the back I, i'm today i think is a sharepoint episode although we've got plenty of other things too but it's good to see that you know sharepoint is still delivering uh, even if under under the covers in the background uh, it's not all about teams in this message center though sometimes it feels that way <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah so i think uh should we i'm gonna p pull an audible here oh you are yeah, audible. let's let's talk about the roadmap. Oh, hey, let's do that. Call an audible here, because we just wanted to quickly talk about the roadmap. It's got a fresh spit shine, is what I call it, uh, only because uh, it's functionally not really different. You know, it's not drastically changing uh, the technology, but it's got a new look and a new feel. So uh, it is. Uh, I think it's nice, uh, some giving a little bit more information and compact, and mm. um, I'm liking the color codings that are happening over here about oh, wow. what stage the yeah what stage the item is in. So uh, pretty pretty slick. My biggest complaint about the roadmap is not fixed yet, which is I would like to have an RSS feed of specific product announcements, but that's not there yet. Mm -hmm. um, it's just an RSS feed of everything, but um, <laughs> it's a new update, new look, new feel, Spitshine. Yes, Joanne, Spitshine. That's what it is. Um, so we just wanted to kind of talk about that as we, well, I wanted to talk about it as we get going. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you brought it up just before the show started and I went in just assuming that it was going to be there for me and little old New Zealand. I'm sorry. No, not I, yet. I have to be jealous of this. Although, although Daryl, I think it may be a cash issue or something, but maybe it's not in, in New Zealand yet. So I probably have um, to like put a switch into the address to show US or something like that. <laughs> Get a VPN or something. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch all those episodes on Netflix that I don't get to see from our tiny little catalog. And I also want to see the US version of the roadmap. So I'm going to get a VPN for that. Uh, we are here at the 365 Message Center show not advocating for you to cheat and use technology to watch TV shows that you're not allowed to stream from various services. 
Just remember that. We are not mm. advocating that. Oh, look, Phil's got access to it. I can actually yeah, find stuff see? and get lists more yeah. of what he's looking for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other thing Joanne mentioned here was that um, adaptive scopes are in public preview today. We should probably get her to talk a bit about that. Yeah. Adaptive yeah. scopes. Wonderful. Cool. All right. Well, let's um, move on to our first message, Daniel. I would love to. So our first message is all about lists in Microsoft Teams. Comment and at mention people on list items in Teams. This is rolling out um, begin and complete rollout for targeted release in mid-October, which is now-ish. And standard release mid-October through late October, so soonish. And really, this is bringing that experience, being able to do commenting on list items, uh, but do it within the list, uh, within Teams experience when we're viewing the list app and you know in a tab or whatever. And I think this is going to help with, you know, when you're having conversations about items. Um, this is bringing that experience in Teams where it has only been in the list experience. Mm. So bringing that in Teams so we have that unified experience. So this is rolling out for Teams desktop, web, and mobile, which is fantastic. I absolutely love it when we have that parity with all of the apps. So again, it's it really is just that feature that we've experienced in list before, bring it in in Teams. So, and you'll see in the screenshot that Daryl is sharing and it's the screenshot that's in the message. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, this is MC290874. I, I got it just in time. Uh, this is, uh, you know, you're gonna see the comments and be able to have that social experience commenting and be able to see what people have said in the past about this item, whether it's a, a contact or it's a customer or what, whatever it is that you're using Microsoft Lists for. <laughs> So, oh, look, I, there's something about about these features though that we talk about bringing it into Teams. There's mm -hmm. one thing that I, I want to see, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. If we're having conversations or we mention each other, it still always seems to be just the email notification. Yeah, and I've even had trouble with email notifications here lately with Teams the team's client, mm -hmm. um, I will get a notification and go, oh, delete that. I, I see that there's a notification. I'll delete it. I'll go to teams, the client, and it's not there. Mm. The message that someone, so I'll close teams, open it back up. Still not there. I'll go to my deleted, <laughs> find that message and then click. Okay. I want to view it. And it refreshes teams somehow. And then there it is. I don't know what's going on with Teams. But anyway, um, so I have to sometimes rely on those email notifications um, hmm. from Teams. But anywho's. All right. Well, next up, next up, mm -hmm. next up, mm -hmm. we have the view switcher for Microsoft Teams. It's a new dedicated menu and view option in Teams meetings, MC291064. When we're in a meeting, we have a few different ways to view the audience and even focus on the content. And today it is underneath an ellipsis button. It's not easy to get to. It's a, a few clicks away. And if you're like me, I like to sort of change things so that I've got 
the gallery along the top. It's close to the webcam. So I've got some eye contact with people and the contents just below. And, um, you know, when you, when you do get it set up, it tends to remember it, but I tend to sign in and out of teams because that's part of my job, sign in into different environments. And so I'm always going back in and changing these sorts of things. Well, what we see, uh, coming in this feature is a dedicated button up the top left hand corner um yeah let's do a full screen of that as well there we go full screen clear a full screen this time man the last one was really blurry uh you'll have uh choices of the three modes for how you want to see the audience and yourself with them you know remember this together mode the gallery at the top, which is the mode I was talking about, where the gallery sits and it sort of does a bit of Tetris at the top there to map in all the different people participating with their webcams. Uh, focus and full screen mode. So if you do like to go in and out of that and get rid of some of the, the meeting Chrome, then um, you've got those choices there too. Uh, now, the thing about this, it is going to be, let's see, available rolling out late October and complete mid-November. And yeah, I mean, just the point is it's trying to make it easier to get to while you're in the meeting. I think it's quite quite helpful to those who are presenting too because they're usually in the moment and they're just trying to focus on their presentation and their content. They don't want to be clicking away in two or three different layers, do they? No, um, I, I agree with that easier access but i'm a, i'm just a little bit tired of everything moving around <laughs> um and if i'm tired of it i know users are so you know uh it used to be up here and, and then it was down in the middle and then now it's back up there and now we're switching it out i i just feel like we need to we need to set on a a ui mm. and we need to say here is the experience our users are going to have. We want to stick with it for a while because it seems like Teams is changing this two or three times a year. <laughs> Something is changing and moving in different locations. And it just, I think we're going to get a little bit of change fatigue here. And that that's when I read this and see this, I'm like, okay, yet again, <laughs> number one, there's a reason, this is a reason why you should never, you shouldn't do documentation with screenshots and stuff like that anymore. Uh, people don't do that because it's going to change in a few months anyway, <laughs> unless that's, you know, updating that documentation is going to make you money, I guess. And then maybe it's some job security. But um, the second thing is, again, I think a little bit of fatigue here with change and where am I going now to look? Mm. And, you know, the way these things roll out, <clears throat> some people in your organization are going to have it and some aren't because of updates and stuff. And just the way you, who's rebooted, who's done an update, whatever. I just, Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm just, um, yeah, let's it, stick it, with something for a while. Yeah. Look, then there are those of us who go, it's just a small change. <laughs> yes. Except that, you know, it's, wait, I clicked there and it's not there anymore. Yeah. What, where is it? And so it's, uh, you know, for a user, that experience of, I've clicked there, I'm trying to find this. You're in a meeting. Mm. You've paused now because you're like, okay, I've got to find, well, it's not there. Anybody know where the, how I toggle the views? Mm -hmm. I, I can't see. Anyway, 
Yeah. Let's just stick with with the UI. Let's put stuff where where we want it, and let's stick with it for a while. See if see if we like it. That's all. <laughs> Um, so if uh, you do not like this change, feel free to use the thumbs up or down button and send your message through to the message center people and, and they'll uh, be sure to pass it on to those who are developing these features. Just to clarify, when he's talking about the thumbs up or down, he's talking about within the message center, not in yeah. not in YouTube, uh, not in your oh, favorite oh, right. yeah, uh, yeah, podcast yeah. Um, a website that you're listening to this podcast on. No, we we only do thumbs up around here for that. But very very content creator aware of you, Daniel. Very nice, very nice. All right, <laughs> shall we get on to the next one? We should get on with it. Private drafts for SharePoint pages and news. MC two nine one one hundred. This is um, a feature that is rolling out. Targeted release will begin late October or into early November and standard mid November to late uh, November. And this is what it says, it's private drafts. So being able to, when you go to create a, a news item or a page, a SharePoint page, you are going to be able to signify that you want that to be a private draft. And there's a checkbox that's gonna be there. Hmm. And when you go then create it, and what that means is only you are going to be able to see this, um, this page or this news item and admins as well, not other content creators, but, uh, but you and anyone you share it with. So what's happening in the background as far as I can gather and from the, uh, the page that Daryl is actually pulling up, which is the uh, learn more link at the bottom is that uh, it's changing permissions on this file this, remember, we're creating a page if we're creating a news, right? It's creating, it's changing the permissions on this. And then when you go to publish it, it is going to get rid of all those custom permissions and it's going to inherit the permissions again. Oh, wow. So things, so things like if you share permissions with someone, you say, hey, take a look at this page. I want you to look at this. Then they're going to be able to edit it. Now, they don't get a view. There is no view. You're sharing it with them to edit so there is no view only. And then when you go to publish, those permissions go away. Um, and so it's it's pretty slick. I think the uh, there's some definite things to keep in mind. The content, you know, when you upload, when you add images, for instance, through the page or news authoring experience, it's automatically putting those inside assets library. Mm -hmm. And just remember that then when you do share this private draft with someone else, then they're also getting permissions to see those, which they'll need to so they can get the full uh, experience on this. The also, also, the other thing is the way we used to do this where it's not the same um, feature, but we used to do this a lot where we would uh, give uh, security to only people to be able to see content that they have authored in a library. Mm. Um, and so there's a setting in library settings under versioning that if you change, if that is selected to where, uh, only users who can approve items and those that created it, if that is selected, then this won't work at all. There won't be that checkbox won't work. So just to let you know, and there's also a caveat for, uh, translation pages. So oh. if you've got translation pages in you know, multiple languages, then mm. those will be shared as well, which is good but just know that they will be shared um, as well. 
So like I said, rolling out pretty soon. And it was good to see some reaction. Uh, John on LinkedIn uh, said he was looking forward to this and, and hearing our take. Uh, John, we'd love to hear your take and uh, feel free to throw those in the comments uh, below um, to, to hear what you think of the SharePoint pages and news draft, private drafts. What do you think, Daryl? I, I think it's a more elegant way than going in and removing, let's say, the visitor's permission from a page. I mean, that that's worked for, for some time and it achieves what we want to, but um, I like that when you do share it, you're, it, it is truly private. It is allowing people to edit and contribute to it with you. Um, yeah, good move. Uh, the only thing that <clears throat> I'd like to see, and I don't know if it's on the roadmap, I haven't I have no insider knowledge whatsoever. I'd like some co-authoring on pages and news. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. I don't know how they would pull it off with the tech, but uh, I'd I'd love to see that that come. Mm. That's so well yeah. needed. Yeah. Anyway, up next, Viva yes. Insights. <laughs> We're gonna get a song every time it's Viva, aren't we? <laughs> um yes uh so it's focus time experience in viva insights that while it's in the teams app this is all about where it is in teams uh mc291318 um i'm using viva insights occasionally i think I, i use it uh to check out focus time for example or um just having a quick look at what's what's available in headspace but um this is actually about something it's more of a, a focus time experience so we can go in and we can book our our focus time and it schedules it out and we can um uh, subscribe to one of the focus plans and that's you've been able to do from within the the viva insights experience but it it's, hasn't been within teams this update it would allow you now to control that experience within teams but it also lets you go one level further that when focus time is approaching a bit like your appointment for uh, a meeting you get that little reminder and uh when you click into this notification it's going to take you into a focus experience for um for helping you focus uh so if we just have a quick look at just that um it <laughs> It means that you can play some headspace music if you've if you've got that available, and you can start a focus timer. Uh, I've seen friends like um, Laurie and a few others that uh, have done a bit of work on the Pomodoro technique, and it's all about you know almost doing like a a sprint of work for 20, 25 minutes or so, and so you're able to to play this music to get yourself into the zone. Um, courtesy of headspace and uh, that's your focus mode the other experience was here when you're scheduling that time um so yeah you can go in and, and schedule the time choose the block of time that's going to suit you for the day or you know get started on a focus plan that that books out that time regularly uh, daniel do you use focus time much not through the app. No, I do not. Right. Um, I do use music uh, and different types of music, depending upon 
not only the work but also the time of day and mm. and everything else it, so i have playlist on a one of the popular uh streaming services and i um use that to focus mm. so yeah. it, it's kind of the i mean it's the same principle and i think yep. this could be something that people would could use similarly to you know get that focus so i um I think, and it would also give you a little more insights. You know, that streaming service doesn't tell me, you know, you're doing these things and at this time and give me all those analytics that, like mm. we uh, have here with Viva. You know, uh, I, I haven't looked deeper than just the message, but with a lot of these types of apps that are measuring, um, let's say, heart rate and when you're doing exercise and all that, the, the insights and my analytics, as it used to be called, was considered the the Fitbit for for work, and one thing that would close that loop is that it actually it's looking. Did you actually go into that focus mode? You know, what was your activity at the time? Let's just get some, not some invasive telemetry, but just enough to say, did you actually uh, invoke that focus time? Did you go into that notification? Did you actually focus on one task, or were you multitasking? And not honoring your own personal focus time, much right. like honoring and being focused in a meeting where you where you multitasking. Right. Yep. So this is when is it rolling out? Rolling out uh, update in late November, expected to be finished in early December. Good. Good. All right. Awesome. Next up, Next up new SharePoint site templates, retail uh -huh. and non profit mc291893 this will be rolling out mid-october so now-ish and be completed by late october for those in targeted release and then for standard early november through mid november um and for we've talked about site templates before these are those templates that you add to a site after you've created whether it's at the beginning uh when you're you know, first create a site, you know, you can pick a template immediately through that experience, or after you've already started using the site, you can pick a template uh, and it's in the settings gear and be able to select the template from there. So we're gonna have four new templates, or sorry, three new templates, retail, nonprofit, and healthcare. Um, one thing I wanna kind of clarify here is that the, the message really focuses on, well, if you are in retail, this will help you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it might actually help you if you're not in retail. Uh, things about store you know, information. I have clients that are not in retail, but have stores. That's what they call them. But And they kind of treat them as such uh, when they're doing um, management, facility management and communications. That's kind of how they treat it. Um, so uh, all three of these, it's kind of like, well, this is what it does. Well, nonprofit, that's great. But this uh, nonprofit template promises to help you uh, access material and connect with volunteers. Well, that's something you can do internally in a company that's not a nonprofit. I mean, that's something. So I, all that to say, I would advise you to take a look at these templates and you'll be able to easily, as a site owner, um, be able to, you know, when you you've got a site maybe you can if you're not one who provisions you can ask for a test one play around with this see what it does and see if you can use this in either existing or you can have uh, some ideas for new sites 
that would harness the power of these templates. So uh, I, I like this, Daryl, don't you, of, of getting these new templates, getting being able to get ideas from these? Yeah, I think it is uh, mostly about inspiration. Um, you know, with a lot of templates Microsoft do, do give you, it's they've sampled a few things from, from the customers that have been asking for this feature, and they're giving you a good starting point. Uh, I think probably I'm, I'm looking forward to the ability to have our own templates and, and make them a bit easier to get to, our organizational templates. I know that's coming. Um, I think sometimes with these templates, um, yeah, I wouldn't rely on it as this is this is the thing we're going to use, people. This is this is just an inspiration yep. and probably good for an organization that is a bit low on on resources for creating and managing this kind of stuff. I I would say ninety percent of the time when these templates are used, they're they're changed. I mean, you're gonna mm. you're gonna add. You're going to change the pages. You're going to add content, add libraries. I mean, yeah, it's inspiration. It's a starting point uh, to make it your own. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Uh, what is our, our last one in the, the, the usual section? Um, is... It's another SharePoint one. It's a sneaky SharePoint one, but it's a SharePoint. Kind of. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Microsoft Stream toggles for video and audio owners to manage the feature settings on the new web player mc291661 sharepoint feature daniel i know why you mean it was uh the new stream is all about storing video and audio content in sharepoint and onedrive uh, not separately in this stream service that I think somewhere sits in Azure. So uh, we're, we're gradually shifting that stream experience into SharePoint and OneDrive. Uh, at the moment, you can record a meeting and your videos will, will uh, end up there unless your organization's purposely turned that off for now. Uh, so this is uh, a capability where if you have video or audio files and they're stored in SharePoint or OneDrive as a file owner of that, if you have uploaded it and it's in your OneDrive, or maybe you were the person that clicked record or um, yeah, basically you, you've actually instigated the file. Um, you have control over some of the experience that people have when they're playing that back. Now, if it's a, a meeting, for example, uh, today you can, get a transcript going. So that's great. It means that I can read through and see some of the, uh, what was said um, during the meeting. Let's just get this into full screen here. Um, so what, ooh, yeah, let's just, let's just zoom that out a bit. <laughs> We've got to talk to some people about some consistency around the image quality and size uh, for this message center. Um, that blurry thing in the top right-hand corner there, it's pointing out video settings. And so you can turn those on or off. Um, you can turn the transcript Daryl. on or off. Yes, yes. No, you can't Maybe. see it. I've got to change the, I've got to change the layout. Go. There we go. There we go. Top right-hand corner, video settings, transcript, and comments. Uh, that's where's the other image as well. Just that expanded view. Here it is. So once you get into that, you can turn on whether 
transcription and captions are available or whether people can add comments to the video. So this is something that we could do within stream. And as we've been shifting the location of those files into SharePoint and OneDrive, we've had to do without some of these good features um, and now they're, they're back. And so the key thing here is do we want people to be able to interact with the video by leaving comments? And I wonder where those comments will be. Uh, or transcriptions and captions, are they on or off? And, you know, sometimes in my part of the world, or maybe it's just because I don't speak proper English that uh, stream can understand and transcribe, but <laughs> sometimes the, the, the results are laughable. So maybe I'll, I do want to turn that off because I don't have time to go back and correct the strange words that it comes up with. <laughs> Daniel, what do you think about this feature? I think if you would speak proper English, you know, uh -huh. American English, then uh, it'd probably work better. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I, I like it. I like this more f because we're going to see, I believe, more functionality coming into this experience. Mm. You know, when Stream 2.0 was announced, uh, it, there was some thinking in people's minds, and rightfully so. Well, what about the features that are there that we're using? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, first thing, what about a landing page of all my videos? How am I going to do channels, but then also user experience, uh, admin experience, or, or I guess content creator experience of how do I, um, manage this video file when it's just a file now, it's not this, you know, file with all this other stuff around it with comments and, and being able to manage all this kind of, so I'm, I'm, I like this because hopefully we're going to get more and more control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure that we'll hear more about this uh, as Ignite approaches, that if you want to get into um, you know, finding out about video, video recordings and what's happening there. It's, this is not just Teams meetings uh, things either. This is also, you know, just generally the files that you upload. It's also for audio files. So, I mean, I don't personally just upload an audio file and uh, have it there available as what, a podcast and stream? Um, but it's it's going to be available there too. Uh, yeah, so Joe's also interested in, in where the transcripts might be stored and also comments. So comments was my, my interest point there that yeah. today in stream, it, it, it was sitting there as part of the, the Azure service. Uh, when a file is stored within your OneDrive or it's in SharePoint, um, you get all the goodness of being able to change permissions and, and move things around, but but where are the comments going to be? Are they, you know, stored somehow and move with them? Well, I mm. think I would guess they're going to be stored the same place other comments about on files are. Okay. So, but I don't know. That's a great yeah. question. Well, let's uh, move on to our last message, um, which it's a bit of a curly one, isn't it, Daniel? I don't know because I don't know what you mean by that. But um, <laughs> this one is team support for internal guest user, formerly known as state three and four accounts. This is uh, MC291316. And they're going to be changing. This is a good thing for those accounts. And this has to do with B2B. So if you go to um, looking at information about these state three and state four accounts, um, you'll see that this is where uh, external people have an account in your uh, Azure AD. Um, so basically Microsoft is going to now 
not only will they have have that traditional access to what you've given them access before, but they'll also be able to interact with you in Teams and communicate in Teams. So this is rolling out mid-October, so now-ish, and be completed by the end of November. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty simple as that. So if you're using this functionality, then you're going to get even more functionality. Uh, when I say this, I'm saying these internal guest users, uh, then you're going to get more functionality because they're going to be able to interact in Teams. Very good. Mm -hmm. Well, that is our last message. We didn't really manage to track down a callback uh, because let, if we can just have a quick look at just the messages in general. Um, get out of favorite mode. You will see the words updated quite a bit. You know, we've been saying this um on and off for the, the last few months. There's a, a lot of things that have had to be pushed out, some even to, to next year. So uh, yes. we do, do find it hard, don't we, Daniel, going back and thinking, what has actually landed? Yeah, it, sometimes even trying to find uh, callbacks uh, is takes longer than uh, really understanding some of the new messages because, mm -hmm. you know, we get, we know things that are supposed to come, but then they've been updated one, two, three times to uh, with their time timing of when they're going to be released. Mm. Uh, and I think that's the case. We were promised a lot for October. Uh, if you remember in the summer, there is right. and and right after the summer, everything was in October. And we made that comment several times of shows where all of the message or or many of the messages were saying October. Mm. Well, here we are, mid October. And uh, things are starting to be pushed. Not everything. There's some things being delivered, but um, just keep track of that. Those uh, of you that are managing and helping enable your users to use functionality, just keep track that uh, when you tell people, hey, things are coming, you need to make sure you let them know that that's the projected time that when it's supposed to be released, uh, mm. there may be updates in the future. Yeah, honestly, I think today, um if you're in that role, we are trying to prepare people for change and we don't actually see enough of the detail to prepare them fully. It's about just preparing as much as you can. So when you've got that little prompt down at the bottom that says you may want to update your user documentation and training, um, that you just prepare that in draft. Um, you're not going to have any images or anything to capture till things land. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just being ready to pivot as soon as it lands, if it's important enough to your organization. Mm -hmm. Indeed. All and, right. uh, make sure you follow us on socials, uh, 365MCS on Twitter, Insta, and LinkedIn. I saw uh, what you did with the Facebook. LinkedIn. Nicely. What did I do? What did oh, I well, do? you added like the little hashtag 365MCS, so it helps I did. to... to I did come up in search results i did make sure you do all the liking and subscribing and sharing come on let's go ahead and share this podcast this video with uh, all your friends and make sure you like us on linkedin there are more people that watch mm. this podcast there are more people that even listen to the podcast than like and follow our uh, linkedin page so please go on out there and just give us just a little follow just a little one It'll be great. What, what we hope what we hope to do with that is be able to multi-stream. So we'll always yep. be putting our video out on, on YouTube and engaging there, but we've got to get a certain level of followers on our LinkedIn page so we can do the same there too. And that would be great if you That's can. That's right. So, and the last thing I'll say, Daryl, is people should watch 
the if you're on YouTube, you should watch our uh, our uh, what do you call it? Our ending here. It has changed. Oh. <laughs> our ending video. It has yeah. changed. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Bye-bye for now. See you then.